Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle. What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community. Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter. So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. Hi, welcome to Hearth to Hearth. Hi, welcome back, everyone. So excited to be here. Yes, we are juggling between nap times and our own schedules, and I'm so glad every week when we get to to sit down and chat, it always makes me feel better. Me too. It's like such self-care just to sit down and see your face and have these really intentional, warm-hearted conversations. Yeah. Well, we were just going to do a little check-in today about how we're coming home to ourselves. We haven't really talked about that in a while in a, in a direct way. Yeah, that's one of the themes in our podcast that we really want to like to focus on, but I don't think we've actually shared it on the podcast. We've just been kind of sharing it with each other. Yeah. It's nice to just lay things out and sometimes you can find like ideas or maybe you're resonating with the same themes. These things have to ha- seem to happen in like cycles. They definitely right? happen in cycles and there's always different like ways and practices that I'm that bring me home to myself. And for me, really coming home to myself, I think there's so much that pulls us outside of ourselves on any given day. Like whether it's just because we're busy and we're focusing on other people and kids and other things, but also like the distractions that we use to like numb or stay busy when we don't really need to be busy. And so there's just these little practices of feeling like I'm taking care of myself and I'm in my being, I'm in my body and I'm operating from that place. I mean, they're lifesavers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you want to share first? We ca- sure. we are gonna both share just a couple of of ways that we're we're doing this. So do you yeah. want to start, Janelle, and we can go sure. back and forth? Sure. So one way that I'm coming home to myself lately is I have recommitted to my nourishing herbal infusions in the morning, which is so good and. Nourishing herbs are a special group of herbs that's really high in vitamins and minerals, which make them so nourishing. And um, the, some of the herbs that fall into that category are nettles, oat straw, burdock, chickweed, dandelion, red clover, alfalfa, red raspberry leaf, violet, and miner's lettuce. And so that group of herbs is really, really special for their ability to nourish the body, the nervous system, every part of us. And so this great practice that I've really gotten out of is to make an infusion of nourishing herbs to drink every morning. And so I do an overnight infusion and just do a handful of nourishing herbs in a quart mason jar and fill it with um, water. Most of them are boiling water, although nettles you can do a cold infusion of, which is really great. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. It um, just brings out different enzymes in the 
um, oh. infusion. Yeah, it's cool. So let the jar sit overnight and then drink it in the morning. So I like to just drink a little bit of water first, like a cup of water first, and then I drink my nourishing herbal infusion before I eat breakfast. And you keep it in the fridge overnight, right? And then I just leave it on my counter. You can overnight. Okay. Yep, I leave it on my counter overnight. That's totally fine. And that's you can what just- I do sometimes too. But then I feel like bad, like I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes I just forget. And yeah, I don't really I, like drinking them cold. No, I like to drink it room temperature. You can yeah. also warm it. In the winter, I'll often warm it back up in a pot on my stove if I want to be really warm. It also depends on what herbs I'm doing, like whether I like them room temp or mm-hmm. warmed up. Um, and you're flooding your body with nourishment first thing in the morning. And I really find it sets me on a completely different path for the day than when I don't do this practice. It just kind of tells my body and my nervous system like we like we're getting what we need to start the day, and it feels really good. And so I've done this, had different practices of this with different herbs over the years. Um, the first one I did was with nettles. I did thirty days every day with nettles. It was so incredible. And right now I'm making these infusions and putting um, multiple nourishing herbs in it and also a couple other herbs that I'm feel herbs that I'm feeling like I need right now. So my infusion that I made for today was red clover, oat straw, raspberry leaf, and a little bit of motherwort and a little bit of lemon balm. Mm. And I just like fill like put a handful of that in and let it infuse overnight and then drink it this morning and it was first of all delicious and I just was getting all that goodness first thing in the morning. So I'm coming back to that practice which feels really really good. It is bringing me home to myself and it's just like telling my being that it's getting the nourishment that it needs first thing and it feels so good. And I also put – so I have my nourishing herbs in there and I also put a couple motherwort and lemon balm. We did our lemon balm episode last week, but um, they're both nervines and so I've been really needing that nervous system support. So I've been – that's why I put a little bit of those in there too. And it's amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of become – I'm coming back to that practice which feels really good and – doing it every day. That is so great. And I know that when you're doing that, that is when you're, you know, there's those things that you want to be doing. And then if you're not doing them, you're always thinking, oh, I should be doing that. Yeah. So it's like using the wisdom that you have instead of kind of just getting by without it, you know, there's things like, like, yeah. Definitely like a coming home to yourself, like a coming home to the wisdom that you know is best for you. But sometimes we're just caught up and we just – we aren't going the extra mile for ourselves. Yes. It's just these little steps can mean a lot and it's almost like you snap back into it and then you start doing other practices automatically that are more aligned with how you want to be living just by that one small practice in the morning. It's so interesting that you said that too about – the wisdom that we have. Cause I was journaling the other day and what really kind of came through and it comes back to my summer intentions. We have an episode about our summer intentions that we did heading into the summer, but I had really wanted to like kind of like quiet some of the distractions and not be like taking in as enough, as much information to really hear my own intuition. And one of the things that came up was like, 
listening to the wisdom that I already have and the Mm. practices that I already have and really trusting that and like getting back into those things versus this like constant striving and searching for Mm -hmm. like the next thing that's going to like make me feel better or this or that or – um, and it was kind of like, just pause and like you have everything you need mm-hmm. to take care of yourself and you know how to take care of yourself and your body knows how to heal itself. And so mm-hmm. just listen and use all the wisdom and all the resources that you have and put them into practice. And so it's really interesting that you said that. That's really aligned with kind of that message that I've been getting. I love that. Yeah. And there's this thing in Ayurveda and it's a way that you can develop like sickness or imbalance in the body and it's um, prajna parada. So it's it's going against the wisdom that you know. So like Mm -hmm. if you're eating something and you know that it's probably not good for you, yes, you know, you could do it like 70-30 or 80-20 or whatever whatever point in your life, it's okay to – to do to do things against what you what you know is best, but it if as it builds up, that is how you can get sick because like mm-hmm. you already know those herbs are really good for you, right? Yeah. So that automatic automatically puts you more in alignment when you're doing that, and your body is like you're believing in your in the healing of your body when you're doing those practices rather than kind of just like ignoring it and then having that little voice. At least I have it in my head. That's like, this is not what you know, you know, better, you know, mm-hmm. like you yeah. know better than this. So why don't you just take care of yourself the way that you know is best? Cause like you deserve it. It's almost for me, sometimes it comes back to this self-worth of yes. am I worthy enough to take care of myself the way I know I'm supposed to. Oof, and that's yes. almost the hardest part is believing that you're worthy of of taking care of yourself to that level. And I think especially – I already struggled with this before coming a, before becoming a mom, but after becoming a mom, it, it's like a whole different ballgame of, of putting your needs before the needs of your kids or just at least making sure your cup is three-quarters full. <laughs> or even that like your needs um, are on the list, like truly. Or, like, like, yeah, right, like you're yeah. even, they're even in your mind of what yeah. you actually need. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us to how are you coming home to yourself? Well, pretty much doing that. <laughs> Every, <laughs> everything that I'm doing, I I kind of reached a point where a lot of things in my body are just kind of like breaking down and I'm having trouble with my joints and uh, like a, honestly a laundry list of things because I think I've been ignoring myself for too long. And so – I think everything that I'm doing is kind of under that umbrella of just taking care of myself. So um, like for the – well, you're talking about the herbs. I've been doing some herbal baths. So I've been getting like this cheesecloth bag and I've been putting the herbs in. So what did I do? I did red raspberry leaf, just what I have around. Yeah, Uh, always. Red raspberry leaf, nettle, oat straw – um, rosemary, which I really mm. is magical. Um, I know I'm forgetting stuff. I put cinnamon sticks, some ginger, motherwort. I don't know if I said that already. Um, and so I'm putting I'm putting those in a bag, and then I'm taking a bath, and then yes. so I take the bath, and it's cool because it, you can see like the whole bath becomes like a big infusion. And And then at the same time, teacup. So no, yes, it's so fun. And so at the same time, I also pour myself 
like a tea of the same herbs. Yes. <laughs> crazy. No, it doesn't. But, I do this. Okay. And I do it for the kids. I do it for the kids too. Yeah. And then so then I and then I take the bath and it is just oh, I can feel my body being like, thank you for mm-hmm. paying attention to me. Like and I just the nervines are in insane. I just I I totally calm down. Baths are like my Zen place. And then I t- when I finish my tea, I like put the I like rinse my hair with the infusion from the yes. bath and especially with the rosemary and the nettle and all those good things. So I rinse my hair and I kind of do like a hair rinse of of the herbs and then I shower and then I kind of like rinse it all off. So I'm not, you know, (laughs) but it's so, so relaxing. And even when I'm like, I take my teacup from the bath and I put it in my hair and then it's almost like I'm like taking care of myself. Like I'm like, cause you know, you take a cup and then you pour the kids and you just, and it's so, I don't know. So there's something so healing about it. It's really like, I'm just taking care of myself. I'm giving myself a bath it sounds kind of creepy but <laughs> so it's, sweet I can't explain it. it it's been very 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 nourishing and it doesn't take that long like you just you take the same herbs into the bath and then into the tea and then you come out and the other day I just came out like a brand new fresh born new baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so cute yeah, but I love really that amazing yeah it's so sweet. Oh, I'm going to yeah. do that. I used to do that a lot too. I haven't in a while. And I love making herbal baths for the kids. So yeah, gonna... but, but the, 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 the life hack is to use a bag because if not, those herbs just get everywhere and then you have to clean them up. I don't know who decided that like putting rose petals in bath salts was a good idea. Then it just clogs the bath. Yeah. So right? So speaking of life hacks, so this oh, is wait, what I do. Oh, you put something over the drain, right? Well, I do – I make a decoction when I'm going to do Before, for a bath. And then you just pour it in. But – well, the decoction versus an infusion. So what you can do is you can put all the herbs that you want for your bath because you can make it really strong because you're just going to be like bathing in mm-hmm. it. But you can drink it too. You could always dilute it if it comes out a little too strong. Mm-hmm. I put a bunch of herbs in a pot and simmer it on the stove for however long. This is also really nice if I'm like, oh, I want to make an herbal bath for the kids. I'm going to bathe them in like a half an hour. You know, I didn't like make an infusion mm-hmm. overnight or something. So I make a decoction on the stove, let them simmer for about half an hour, and then I just use my strainer like I do for tea, and I just strain them into the tub. So just the tea is going into the tub okay, with all the water. Smart. Oh, so you take the strainer just and into the bath, and then and with oh, my pot, so smart into the bath. But <laughs> but the cheesecloth is great because you're just like steeping in your in your tea, and I love yeah, that. I feel like I'm in a teacup. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. There's so many different ways to do it. But yeah, that's how I've done it in the past and it's worked really well. And um, I actually told Meadow recently because I – so Linden is really pretty. And when you make a tea of Linden, it's a little bit lighter. But if you make a decoction Mm -hmm. on the stove, it turns like more of a red, a deeper Mm -hmm. like reddish pink. Mm -hmm. And um, I love to give the kids Linden baths. And I had told Meadow recently because we got some bubble bath. And I was like, what if we did a Linden bath? 
with bubbles. Do you think the bubbles would turn pink? So I will report back because we're going to try that. So maybe I'll do it today. I have Linden too. I want to try it too. Okay. I'll try it. So, but yeah, that's such a, that's such a good one. That's such a good way to come home to yourself for a bubble baths. That is, that is really cute that you do it with the kids too. Yeah. I've tried, I, anything to make it less messy. Definitely. Yes. That'll make me want to do it more. Oh, and I was even taking like even taking the tea bag and kind of using it as a pulse, like a poultice, like to put on like my, my ovaries or, you know, like with the red raspberry leaf. I love that. And it really felt really nice. Yeah. I want to try the cheesecloth. I really like that idea of steeping in it. That's so sweet. And using it as a poultice. (laughs) Um... For some okay. reason, it's making me think of Alice in Wonderland to be like steeping. I know. That's how I feel too. I don't know. It's Baths can sometimes just like transport you to a different place in time. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how it's to water, explain it. water therapy. Yeah. 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 That just puts you in your fields. Feels. It's like in Frozen. Water holds memory. Oh, yeah. You know? I do. What's his name? The snowman? Olaf. I forgot. Okay. So what's another way? So I – so, okay. So the other way that I've been coming home to myself that I wanted to share is loving-kindness meditation, which is also a practice that I used to have that I have not been doing lately. And the reason that it's kind of come back into my life at this divine time is um, John, my husband, got me this book for my birthday from our favorite bookstore and it's Sharon Salzberg's new book. It's called Real Love, The Art of Mindful Connection. Mm. And at the beginning of it talks, it's all about like connecting to love and like not in a romantic sense, but like self-love and community love and, you know, any type of love, just like love as an energy. And um, Sharon Salzberg is amazing, is amazing, period, but also um, is amazing at sharing loving kindness meditation. And so a lot of the practices in this book, and so far I'm mostly on the self-love part, um, are loving kindness meditation. And I used to practice that a lot. And so I've put that back in to my wheelhouse and I've been doing it at night to fall asleep. And then also when I'm getting eaten down for a nap, like rather than just kind of like trying to get him to sleep and stressing about that it's taking him a long time or like trying to find other distractions. I've just been trying to do loving kindness meditation while he's falling asleep. And that has been really, really nice. I love that idea, especially yeah. during those times. I'm writing a note. I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. So that's um, a really maybe, sweet way. Maybe we could include um, a video, like a link to she probably has a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah, she does. And I was her. thinking maybe we could record a little um, hearth-to-hearth loving-kindness meditation to share an yes. upcoming episode. For sure. Yeah. We did so much of that in our yoga teacher training. I know. I know. It's ugh, it's so good. And I, isn't it so funny how like this really does come back to like this moment of pause and it's like you have what you need like this like endless searching and striving was not helping myself care it was making me feel like 
You're not enough. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And and to really just pause and be like, you have what you need. Like what? Yeah. You know, you've been I've been at this a long time, you know, learning about wellness and self-care and and all these different practices and to just be like, pause, like you have all these practices. Like let's think for a minute and let's listen mm-hmm. for a minute. And what do you already know that you can be using right now to feel more grounded, come home to yourself, take care of yourself. Um and the same goes for you. You have so much knowledge and wisdom and practices and anybody out there too, I'm sure there's lots of things in your life that you can kind of come back to as a coming home. And so that's been feeling really good. So yeah. loving kindness and herbal infusions, those are the ways I've been coming home to myself lately. Mm. I I love that idea. It's it's like a remembering. Yes. And that feels so cozy. That feels very, I don't know, exactly what we want this podcast to feel like. Yeah, it's a remembering. It's not a. It's not a striving or, um, a grasping. It's a remembering. Yeah, and I think we're so inundated by all these different ways that we're supposed to be <sighs> taking care of ourselves or acting or like all the different things that we're supposed to have and it's it's can be overwhelming at times and to be like oh I have to learn this whole new way or this whole new practice or this whole new philosophy and then I will reach the way that I want to feel right. and you're right it's so much more of a remembering and coming back to ourselves and it's a much that's so much more like a much more gentle way I think yeah and if we could actually do the things in our wheelhouse or the tools we already have, if we actually put them into practice every day, it would make such a huge difference rather huge. than learning something completely new. It's really just that like commitment to ourselves that we have to remember to do every day. I can't, yeah. I don't know. Right now I'm having this whole feeling of just this time of year. And I shared this with you before. Um, outside of this in our text too. It's just I feel this remembering like fall is coming and mm-hmm. I can feel it and there's just so many memories and I don't know what it is about fall but it's you just think of all of these um, times in your life like these traditions that you have like it's like back to school and Halloween and, and my birthday and like pumpkin pie and apples like I don't know. It just feels like a time that's rich for remembering and maybe going into the end of the summer, if anyone else struggles, I, I, I've been finding myself struggling with this like ret- this time of year. I think is especially for sensitive people, it could be a hard time of year for no reason, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even anything particularly to do with my life, but it's just – it's like a nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but – what I've been doing is leaning into these practices that I learned years ago. For example, this oatmeal that I've been making, I oh learned gosh, in Ayurveda yes. school, which Share. was six, six years ago. So it's just a simple practice of a way to make oatmeal, but it feels like magic. <laughs> <laughs> and so you start with just the pot and then you put some ghee or butter to start and I would say probably like a tablespoon or two. It depends on how much oatmeal you're making. But enough to really coat the pan and or coat the bottom of the pot. And 
then you let that melt and then you sprinkle in any kind of spice that you want your oatmeal to taste like. So I've been doing a lot of warming um, a warming spices because that's what I'm focusing on right now. My body needs warming to help with my digestion and that looks like cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger. I do have some cardamom in there too. Oh, and a little bit of turmeric, and then I put like a little black pepper to kind of activate the turmeric, but Mm -hmm. I don't put enough turmeric to make it too yellow because then the girls will freak out. So (laughs) it's like a secret sprinkle of turmeric. And then you take your spoon and you kind of mix the spices into the ghee so it envelops the spices and then the ghee the ghee or butter or oil, you can use coconut oil too, it takes on the properties of those spices. Then you pour in the oatmeal dry into into the oil and then you stir it all around. And so the oats really soak in all of the spices and the fat from the oil or the butter. And then you put the water or milk in that you want to cook and it just makes it so tasty much tastier than if you add in the spices after. And um, I learned that in Ayurveda school. And um, it's nice to go back to those practices. It makes me feel like I really am taking care of myself. You shared that kind of like recipe and practice with me the other day. And Mm -hmm. I made it. And it is so delicious. So that morning I had like – and I actually made that morning – I hadn't prepared an herbal infusion the night before, but I made that oatmeal and then I made golden milk to go with it because I love oatmeal and golden milk together. It was such a great breakfast. Okay. So golden milk. Okay. I am so – that just hearing golden milk makes me okay with summer being almost over. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. Yes. I am struggling though with the end of summer and the beginning of fall. How are you feeling about that? I haven't fully grasped it yet. Um, This is Meadows' last week of camp, and then Mm -hmm. we have three weeks, and then school will start. Mm -hmm. So I think once camp is over, we're going to really be starting to get get ready for school. I was thinking about I often order like a lot of her back-to-school stuff online, and this year I was thinking I actually might like go go to a real-life store and take her because I I used to love back-to-school shopping, and so I thought maybe that's something that we could do together. So I haven't quite fully gone there yet in my mind. Okay. See, yeah. I have not anything else going on. So <laughs> I've, I've been there. So yeah, because so Penelope's starting school in the fall and we went to visit. So this pretty much changed as soon as we went to like visit the school and we made the deposit and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, it's school time. Like my mind totally transitioned and – yeah, that's a good time though to start taking care of yourself. Like the summer's over and everyone yeah. can get back into their routines or create new routines. And yeah, I love these these ways that we're focusing on taking care of ourselves. I think it's so important. Me too. Well, let us know how you're coming home to yourself right now. We'd love to hear it. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Hearth to Hearth. It brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you. We would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow, rate, review, and share Hearth to Hearth with a friend. 
We also want to say a huge thank you to Eavesdrop for our theme music, their amazing song, Alive, and to Daniel Vengrove of Gray Street Photography for our gorgeous cover photo. And remember, you are whole, you are enough. We love you. Talk to you soon.